Blog Talk Radio. NYPA Entertainment Radio live here on Blog Talk. It's Alan Alonzo. Thank you for joining us here. If you're listening to us live here, if not, thank you for downloading, subscribing to the show, any of our other platforms. Much appreciated. Uh, let's get down to business. Little program note. Now, normally, I would since it's the first of the month or second of May, uh, each month new music new playlist. As I said last week, since I started, pretty much in the middle of April. I'm going to go through May with the, all, all of April's playlist, which I barely really played. So, but starting fresh Sunday, June 6th, is a brand-new playlist for the month of June. And then going forward, of course, we'll have another spotlight playlist, which will be New York, New York, Volume 1. Um, so, new playlist will uh, be fresh again starting next month, Sunday, June 6th. So, like I said, I still got a lot of songs. On the playlist from April, I have hardly played it and so forth. Um, so that should take us through May. And I'm already putting together a great list for the month of June. Uh, also, program note, time is flying by. Last year during the thick of the pandemic, it was slow. We couldn't wait to get 2020 over with. You look up, now we're just flying through 21 as we get back to normalcy. Little did I know, I just realized today, next week is Mother's Day. So no show next week for Mother's Day. Spend our time with the family that we probably haven't made a chance to be around because of last year and being quarantined and whatever. Now we get some normalcy, getting back together, with family, guardians, grandmothers, mothers, wives, sisters, whatever, next week on Mother's Day. Now, I say that to say this, a month from in the next month, also June 20th, no show on Father's Day. Because I ain't going to be lopsided. I ain't going to make, you know, make myself work on Father's <clears throat> Day. And the mother's, no, no, no. You know my whole stance. I went on a whole rant last, almost two years ago, along with I about the Father's Day and Mother's Day. Now, next week, you know, it's going to be balloons and parades in the streets. And then June 20th, there's going to be nobody out there. We're going to be begging for gifts on the corner. Can I get something, please? But next week, you go outside, it's parades, it's parties, it's barbecues. And then you go to June 20th, oh, it's Father's Day? Uh, I'll buy you a sandwich from the corner bodega, and that's what you get with extra meat. Or, if you're vegetarian, extra vegetables. So that's the difference, and you'll see, with Mother's Day and Father's Day. Pay attention next week, y'all. Pay attention. And wait till June 20th. You'll see the contrast and the difference. You'll see. Now, I'll give you an example, though. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back from the gym. I'm coming back from the gym, and already today on the same little intersection 
not too far where the gym is, they're starting shit already for some of a Mother's Day. Already, a week out. Now, it's every always. year, that guy is out there. Yeah, every, <laughs> every week, that guy's out there. And every, and every month, every year, I just every year, every month of May, every year of May, the guy's out there. Every June, nothing. So I bet you come next month, come back, Sunday morning workout, nobody's going to be out there. It's going to be a regular Sunday. They're going to know what's going on. Nope. So, yeah, of course. We went on that ramp. Yeah. But we we like, say this all the time. We say it all the time. We say it all right? the time. The damn I could go into um I could go into Macy's right now, I could go to Bloomingdale's right now, and they already got Mother's Day things already laid out for, for Mother's Day. Wait until Father's Day come. You're gonna walk up in there and it's like normal. Nothing. Nothing, nothing for associated with anything to do with father. Like Father's Day don't exist. Exactly. Exactly. Damn shame. But like I said, uh no show next week for Mother's Day and I was Mother's Day in the next month. No show on June 20th, which is the best day of it all, Father's Day. So there you go, folks. But we got a lot of things we're going to get into, a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, NBA playoffs are starting in a few weeks. Zo, your boys look like they're going to be in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing – they've been on a streak, you know, before they lost the game. It was like on the – they've been playing very well. You know, yes. they still need I, a few more pieces before they can be, uh, uh, you know, before they can make it to the, the finals, you know, to the championship. You know, they, they need, still need a few more pieces. Right now, they're still not there. They're doing great now, but they're still not there. Yeah, baby steps. Baby steps, though. Yeah, uh, baby steps, everybody. Listen, I mean, you're, you're already you're fourth, fourth in the East. Fourth in the East, mm-hmm. that's not bad. And I, like I said, we, you know, teams like the Knicks and Philly and Boston, and especially now since we're gradually getting crowds back into the building, it makes it fun. Mm-hmm. We're not, you're not in a stupid-ass bubble. So now, especially with the Knicks in the Garden, who hasn't been playing in the playoffs in years, it's going to be fun. In no years. matter who they're playing, people are going to be hyped because it's, it's something there. You're a fourth seed, you're not a lower seed. And they've been playing solid, man. Led by Julius, uh, Julius Randle, they're solid. So they keep this going. They like, add some more pieces in there. Don't mess it up. Um, the whole not. Now, I'm, but I'm gonna poke fun at the Knicks fan and at uh, the Knicks fans. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, I meant to bring this up maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the ad Zion Williamson, who plays for the Pelicans, they, they played the Knicks, right. New, Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans. And he said a very simple comment like, I like playing in New York. It's the Mecca basketball. Man, right. woo, like that. He's coming. He's coming to the Knicks. And then, no, he said he liked playing in New York. He, he is told me he's going to come coming. to the Knicks. <laughs> he, like, everyone he was like, oh, that's a telltale sign. It's a telltale sign. All he said was like, this is my second place, my second favorite place playing here. I love playing in New York. Everyone says that. It is the Mecca. It's the Magic mm-hmm. Square Garden. It's a big stage. It's not like, mm-hmm. like, and everybody's like, oh, he's going to come here. Like, calm down. Relax. Just relax. Simple comment. Calm mm-hmm. down. Like, the man isn't like, first he, off, he barely got his stick. Go ahead. Go ahead, though. First off, New Orleans is not going to get rid of him. Who the Knicks no. can give Hell to get no. rid of him? <laughs> they're not going to get rid of him. So what are no, they talking they're about? And they're going <laughs> to throw so much money at him when his contract is up. Cause, like, he's not going anywhere. It's a franchise. 
And you know they, they set it up where your home team gives you the most money. So they not right. once his contract his rookie contract is up, if he's up a free agency, nah, no, no, no. They're gonna throw the whole they're gonna throw the whole state of Louisiana at his ass. So he's not mm-hmm. going anywhere because money talks and bullshit runs the marathon. So he ain't going he's not going nowhere. But I laugh because it became a topical conversation. Oh, motor mouse uh uh screaming A Smith was talking about it. I'm like, listen. He said, I was my, like, he just said he likes New York. But you want to say he hates New York? It's the Mecca. It is Madison Square Garden, man. It's the spotlight is on. Boof. You know, that's where you want to play. Next, mm-hmm. You know, next to being in L.A. with the other celebrities and all that stuff, that's where you want to play. And, like, the opponents right. and, and so forth. Man, did not say, yeah, I'm playing for the Knicks. But it's so funny how people took that and ran with it. And it's like, yeah, we're going to go for him in free agency. It's like, see, this is how y'all got yourself in <coughs> trouble, like with LeBron James. You know, years when ago, was y'all was trying mm-hmm. y'all best, and it was like, and y'all got embarrassed numerous times. And it was like, stop being that thirsty ass girl trying to get a date. That's what the Knicks seem like. Oh, the fuck is this thirsty? Like, calm down. That'll come to you. You won't get that person. Just chill, fall back, play it cool. Look the other way. Yeah. Like when she walks yeah, in the room, you know, you know how the girl walks in the room. You don't, you ain't gonna throw uh-huh. at her. Look away, play it cool. Like, you know, I see her over there. I say over there, make sure, you know, don't turn. be on her face like, hey, girl, hey, girl. Don't be like, hey, girl, look at me. No, play cool. Look, I, mean, I see you. I'm cool. I'm cool. That's how you got to play it. Stop sweating these mm-hmm. players. They're going to come. Do do your part. Nick's franchise, Nick's fans, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Zoe Zo Zo actually got sent. Go ahead, Zoe. Uh-huh. I don't know about any other states when, when they hear something like that, if they do that, but I know Nick's, uh, well, not Nick's, New York. Fans, they need to stop that. They constantly do that all the time. They constantly, they you know? constantly do that all the time. Thinking they that this player or players is coming over, they're not coming over. First off, I don't think the Knicks have enough money for this guy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't even know if they cleared up enough, um, you know, cap to be able to get him. Even if he wanted to come over, he went probably have to take a pay cut. He's not going to do that. Yeah. No, he's no. not going to do that. And New, and, and New Orleans is not going to yet to let the young thoroughbred whose contract might be up another two years. By that time, he might be twenty two, twenty three. That's a fresh young thoroughbred who's, who's like going into his prime. They're going to lock his ass up. Now, this is my prediction: Zion Williamson will probably be the first three hundred million dollar man. I lie to you not. You got two hundred. He might be the he might be the first. I see maybe like a. a Ten year deal or three hundred mil. I lot of you not it sounds crazy, but the way the NBA is with the guaranteed money and people are two hundred, two fifty and in a, in the major leagues they pay three hundred million dollars for their players also. So I would not be surprised mm-hmm. when the next big free agency class and he's leading away, New Orleans, when I say throw the state of Louisiana at him, I'm not bullshit. I see three hundred million dollars on this young guy. He by that time he'll be twenty two, twenty three. I think he's like eighteen I think it was nineteen twenty. So another two years or so, he'd be twenty two between twenty two and twenty four. Right. And, and his game's gonna be developing. They're not gonna let that man walk out the door. When the They're league not gets a home him team walk. Yeah, when the league gets a home team the most money, you know, you offer the most money. So, yeah. But I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was kind of funny. And I meant to bring it up a couple of weeks ago and I was just laughing. I'm like, what y'all really going off on because he said something? Like a comment, like what do you think about? And New York media sets it up; they know better. They set up the con. When you ask big stars, 
How do you feel about playing in New York? Oh, man, that's cool. I, you know, man, it's a great city, man. Great fans. I like it. Oh, my God, he's swimming here. You know what he said? Like, he said he likes the fans. Like, it's cool. He did not say I'm doing the goddamn Knicks. And it's funny. It's just, I, I don't know why people just, they just, they thirsty. They're just thirsty for a star to come. Like, calm down. Again, I don't know. walk into the room. Again, walk into the room, look the other way. I don't see her. I don't uh-huh. see her. Mm-hmm. And play it cool. And she walk up to you, just say, hey, baby, what's up? You know what I mean? Something like that. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't be running to her when she walk through the door. <laughs> play it cool. Like, hey, so, yeah. Come here. <laughs> yeah. Don't be like, don't be like, don't be like, come here. Don't know what I'm talking about. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> little inside joke. Uh, <laughs> Now, 
Uh, Lewis is one of the greatest heavyweight fighters of all time. He finished his pro career in 03 um, with a 41-2-1 record, defeating legends like uh, Vitaly Klitschko, Holyfield, Shannon Briggs, Mercer, Frank Bruno, and, of course, Mike Tyson. Tyson was 50-6 and six in his pro career but looked awesome in an exhibition fight against Jones, Roy Jones Jr. in November 2020. Though... It looks like mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. Big boxing. Man. You know what? What do you think? I, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I would rather see that than the Holyfield fight. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, um, mm-hmm. you know, Holyfield is way up there in age now. I mean, they they're all up there in in age, but Holyfield is more closer to sixty than all of them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that fight that I seen when he fought um Lennox Lewis, it was like during that time. Tyson was already mentally not all there. Mm-hmm. And it was like he got, he was dropped, yes, but he kind of gave up. It was like he gave up. Mm-hmm. You know, he, mm-hmm. if he was, you know, mentally um, um, stable, he could have beat Lewis. Mm-hmm. He could have beat him. Uh, but, yeah, <clears throat> I, I, I agree. I agree. You know, it's it just that I'm I'm glad that they, you know, going at it again, and this way it could, you know, shut all the rumors um, down, and, and it also gives um, Tyson a chance to avenge his loss to Lewis. You know, I would like to see him avenge his loss to, you know, all the fighters that he had um, lost to. I would like to see that, you know, put him in there with, with everybody. But as far as the Holyfield fight, um, it's probably not going to happen now, you know, because of um, – probably money situations. Uh, well, it is money, um, I'm sure. And I'm sure is it Evander, you know, demanding probably just as much or more than mm-hmm. Tyson. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's the one that's really, you know, stressing for money, I'm sure. So, therefore, he shouldn't be, you know, <laughs> you know, um, demanding certain things because now you're not going to get paid because the fight is not going to happen. Right, right, right. I, I I hear what you're saying, and, and speaking back off what you're saying, I think if Lennox uh, fought a younger, more brutal Tyson, Tyson would have got him. By '02, Tyson was become, becoming a shell of himself, and that same thing that you see now, but a more controlled anger he has now, which is more dangerous. Um, he was just a shell of himself by '02. If he got him early yeah. in his career. Tyson would have got him. Tyson was just ferocious. He was just that dude. And I think now, yeah. like I said, more more of a controlled anger. He's more mature, older. So he, he's kind of utilizing in the best way. The Holyfield thing, like I said, Holyfield is 58, and he's, you know, again, like I said, Father Tom is undefeated. So he lost out on big money. Now, it, it, it was probably big money. He wanted bigger money. Uh, but like you said, it's probably he wanted just as much, if not more. And I was like, man, F that. Nope. And it was like, next. And Lennox was like, I'll step in. It's my British accent. And um, so here we are. And I think it's going to be good. And you know, like I said, what, what I read on the show that Tyson did mention, that the next fight he's going to look to knock somebody out, and this will be good. And there's no yeah. there's no love loss between the two. They're cordial, but there's still some bitter feelings there. And you got to hype the fight up, and I think it's going to be good. So, look, hopefully nothing happens, no, um, you know, you know. No, um, no injuries or right. nothing like that or no, no delays. Right. 
and we can get this thing on and popping come September. Right. And then uh, it should be cool. It should be cool. You know, Evander Holyfield, he's a name. Don't get me wrong. He's he's a big name, but the bigger name is Tyson. He has to understand that. Yeah, he beat, um, you know, Tyson twice, Um, you know, but the bigger name is still Tyson, not Holyfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody's going to want to come out to see Tyson. They're not all coming out to see Holyfield. They're coming out to see what Tyson is going to do. And he needs to understand yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, now, the flip side of that is, well, this is happening. Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul is on, fighting out for next month, June 6th in Miami. The Floyd Mayweather oh, fight has officially been rescheduled. In a video Paul tweeted out Tuesday, it was announced that the fight would take place June 6th at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. The, f- the fight between the boxing legend and the YouTube star was originally scheduled for February 20th, but was postponed in early February. Mayweather hasn't fought professionally since 2017, when he defeated UFC Conor McGregor to earn his 50th career oh, victory. He fought Japanese kickboxer Kenshin Nakasawa in 2018, but that was an exhibition match. His return to the ring is unconventional, but the but Mayweather promotion CEO Leonard Ellaby told BoxingScene.com Jake Donovan that he views it as an opportunity to grow the sport of boxing. Quote, if it, if it brings more eyeballs to the sport, I'm all for it, he said. At the end of the day, it's all about entertainment. This is why I, I can never be mad at anyone uh, who thinks outside the box. Once you start living in that bubble and only do things inside that bubble, you don't ever have a chance to separate yourself. Paul has had, Paul has had one, one professional fight, uh, falling by split decision to YouTuber K, KSI in November 2019. Y'all heard me right. I'm going to repeat that line again. Paul has only one professional fight, falling by split decision to YouTuber KSI in November 2019. In the contrast, his younger brother Jake, who's 3-0, in the ring, has his sight set on battling an MMA fighter going so far to challenging Kamaru Usman via Twitter on Tuesday afternoon. Now, first of all, Jake Jake is stupid. I already said what he should do. Don't go after someone outside of boxing. Go after somebody in boxing. In fact, why don't you go after Mayweather? I don't know. But the Logan Logan Paul and Mayweather one is is just, it's so gimmicky. It's not even funny. Yes, yes. It's boring. And, um, so, yeah, so there's that. And um, now here's the thing, though, which is interesting. Wait, wait a minute, I'm going to say this. You know what's interesting about this whole thing is if this, if this clown, Logan, gets the upper hand on Mayweather by some fluke shit, this, he, Mayweather will never, ever, ever live it down. That will be, nope. that will be his legacy, hands down. That would be mm-hmm. his legacy. If Mayweather don't put quick, listen. Even if he hangs with Mayweather past two to three rounds, this will hang over his head. Mayweather should put quick put quick work into this cat. You only have one professional fight. You are a hall of future, hall of fame, future hall of fame, hall of fame, or whatever. You should make light work of him. If he hangs around and or wins this bout, this will follow you and shadow you no matter what, no matter what, because you did this right. to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, um, I say that um, 
this is just a mockery for for all of that. Um, you know, I was more for seeing Mayweather when he fought Conor McGregor. This one here, even though that was a mockery right there, but this one right here, it's like I'm not excited mm-hmm. to see this. I'm I'm really mm-hmm. not. It's not like I'm going to run, in, nor am I going to pay no pay per view to watch this bullcrap. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. That's that's my thing. But if this dude Logan do defeat Mayweather, yeah, Mayweather is done. He's gonna be the laughing stock of the whole boxing industry. Everybody's gonna laugh at him. It's gonna be an embarrassment to him. You know, mm-hmm. he just needs to sit it out and just relax. You know, he got fifty wins. Yeah, okay. I still say forty nine and old because, you know, he fought Conor McGregor, not a true boxer. You know, right. uh, he should have fought a true boxer. So I still say he's forty nine and old, not fifty and old. <laughs> you know, he fought right. a sure win. <laughs> right. That's that's my my opinion on this. So, um, you know, I'm not going to run out and I'm not going to go see this. I'm not going to go pay for it. Or even if I know somebody who's who paid for it and said, come on over and watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm really not interested Mm -hmm. in this. I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I'm an avid Mm -hmm. boxing fan. You know, I watch boxing. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to watch this. Mm -hmm. It's not interesting. Mm Yeah, it's going to, uh, at the end of the day, come next month, June 6th, will be here before you know it. I know it just turned May, but time is flying. Uh, it's going to be um, kind of, uh, I don't know. It's going to be, uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't find a word for it. Boxing uh, is a mockery, you know. Well, you know what? you got people like this who, who make a mockery of it, make it very gimmicky. Yep. But nevertheless, yep. I mean, granted, even though it's not interesting, it's still going to be inter- interesting because it's going to pretty much it's, the pressure falls more on Floyd Mayweather at the end of the day. For yeah, but look at it. Make, make two, yeah, go ahead. Um, look at it. When he fought Mayweather, I mean, I mean McGregor, there was uh-huh. it was everywhere. I mean, there was commercials, there was billboards, it was all over. I mean, they promoted this crap with him and McGregor. Where's the promotion uh-huh. on this? It's really none. It's really uh, well, none. Well, probably as you know, as we get closer, like later on this month, getting going into June, I'm sure they will. Um, you know, a little bit closer to start, you know, promoting it. He'll be popping up everywhere and so forth. What he should be doing, he should he being Mayweather, my, you know, my pronoun straight. He really needs to. He should train because, like I was going to say, the pressure is on him in two ways. You got to make chicken salad out of chicken shit with this, meaning you better make your money. Number two, you better not be embarrassed. You better go in there and drop that person within the first few seconds or within that first round of somebody who had one professional fight compared to your Hall of Fame career. You cannot let this guy, number one, technically you should let him get out the first round. Number two, he should not get the drop on you. So the pressure falls on Mayweather because once he does that, like I said, you'll never live it down. So. We'll see what happens as time goes on. Uh, moving on, we'll play some yeah. music. We come back. We got a lot more stuff to get into. Uh, stick around. NYPA Entertainment Radio. Can't stop that feeling for long, no 
Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio program. Uh, program reminder again next week because Mother's Day we won't have no show. Enjoy your family, y'all, and of course in June, same thing, June twentieth. Enjoy the family. Um, and normally, like I said, since it's the start of a new month, I have a new music new playlist. But in case you miss it, I'm carrying over April's playlist through May because we started in the middle and I got a lot of stuff I haven't really played enough of or haven't at all. Uh, so starting fresh June sixth, brand new music playlist in the month of June and further down the line, Spotlight Playlist. And I didn't forget, there's a lot of other things I'm still putting together, just working on schedules and all that stuff and getting back to some normalcy. So a lot of that, you know, it's just stuff I'm kind of waiting to hear back on. I still got some things brewing for everyone, so just, just kind of waiting on other schedules and things that fall into place, but it'll be here. Be patient. Got something for you. Uh, so what else you want to get into? Uh, we got 50 Cent who slams, uh, allegedly slams Irv Gotti for his comments about DMX death. <clears throat> 50 Cent um, is calling out Irv Gotti for the comments he made about DMX death on Thursday. The Queens rapper posted on his Instagram account a picture of Gotti with the caption calling him an idiot. Um, and quote, this guy is an idiot. Did he just say DMX died from smoking crack and fentanyl? Uh, why would he say that? Um, last week during the interview, Irv Gotti stated that DMX, whose real name is Earl Simmons, died from smoking fentanyl-laced crack cocaine. I mean, quote, they said it was a bad dose of crack, and they said some drug fentanyl was mixed with um, the crack, and that's and that's uh, what made him overdose, Gotti continued. Then when he got um, to the hospital, he will, he got diagnosed with covid and he couldn't breathe, um, you know, that COVID messes with your respiratory system. So that's why he had to get hooked up to a ventilator. Earlier this month, it was reported that DMX suffered from a leg, um, which we all know about that. Uh, he passed at the age of 50. But um, apparently a lot of um, other people um, called out Irv um, Gotti as well. And um, from my understanding that he, you know, issued an apology for the comments that he that he has made um, about DMX, um, you know, my my thing is that even if that was so, why would you want to put that out there like that? You know, um, if Irv Gotti did say that, I mean, why would he why would he put it out there for for everybody to know? What 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 kudos points is he going to get from that? He got a lot of backlashes from that. You know, that wasn't his business to to get out there and and say that. You know. It's it, it just ridiculous, um, you know, for, you know, somebody to come out and say that, oh, yeah, he died from, um, you know, overdose from, you know, crack laced with fentanyl. How did he know that? Was he with them? Mm-hmm. Was he smoking it with mm-hmm. them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, um, like you said, even if you did know, that's not your that's not your business to go spread that. Um, I, at the end of the day, a man passed away, a father, a friend, a brother, an uncle, a cousin, uh, a husband, um, an artist, everything. He passed away. And how and why or whatever, that's not the point, and it's not for you to put out there. And I don't know what you get from that on putting that out there. Okay, you, you got the spotlight on you. Were you jealous that we talking about him and not you, Irv? Like, what's the purpose of putting that out there? I agree. There's no need to. And you got the information wrong. So 
it, it just at the end of the day, it just incenses me because again, here we are on social media, and you have that few minutes or seconds of press send before that gets out there, can't come back, then you're going to delete it and apologize. You know what's wrong when you did it. So why bother to do it? You got the, you got the spotlight on you and, and, and the whole nine and the backlight. Oh, sorry. You shouldn't, you, you shouldn't put that out there. If you didn't really know, and you, pro- you probably didn't really know, but you really want to just all eyes on you, you shouldn't really press that button send and go out there spread vicious rumors about someone who you worked with, you know, acquaintance with. Right. was a friend. Right, and you're gonna put that out there. I was like, "Come on, man, get your head out your ass. You know better than that." Like, you know, so I, it was stupid on his part, and he deserved to get uh, lambasted for that. Obviously, but, he wasn't a friend. If he's gonna throw uh, um throw him uh, under the bus, if that was what he overdosed of, if they, in fact mm-hmm. he overdosed on anything, you know, I'm just saying that that's not a friend to do something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. you don't put his mm-hmm. business out there. If you're a true friend and and you know uh, yeah that's you your artist who actually made you know the the record label that um <clears throat> that he had um no he didn't make that label did he no 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 that's that's no, no, he didn't make that he label yeah that was something work, different but they did work but, with him but they did work with him yeah other. right but what I'm saying is that. That's not a true friend. A friend don't do nothing like that. They don't go out there and mm-hmm. um, put your business out there. They don't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the old school guys don't do that. I don't know about the new school, but he's from the old school era. So he should right. know better. Right. Yeah, that's true. He should know better. Not not just that. He should know in general. You know right from wrong, period. That's at the end of the day. You know right from wrong. If you don't really have the information, then why are you spreading, why are you spreading rumors, period. Because, yeah, it's just wrong. It's just stupid. But on the brighter side of that, uh, Kanye West raises $1 million for DMX's family from the Balenciaga shirt profits. Uh, Kanye West is showing his support for DMX's family. Um, so it says that less than 24 hours after Kanye, 43 years old, enlisted Balenciaga to team up with his Yeezy brand, a, pro, a, a produce and produce, and produce, excuse me, and produce a DMX tribute shirt. They raised one million for the late rapper's family. The shirt has now sold out. Uh, DMX died last month, April 9th, days after he was rushed to the hospital following a heart attack. So he was 50. Uh, sources note that amid the release of the tribute shirt, Kanye quote Kanye went to NYC and produced an elaborate memorial service held for DMX on 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 Saturday or that Saturday, excuse me where he produced the entire service with his Yeezy creative force behind him. He enlisted acclaimed visual artist Akeem Smith to create visuals and projections and collages used in the production. The sources say before adding that, adding, adding that uh, those larger-than-life projections, quote, brought DMX images to life. Those projections were used when the rapper and his Sunday service choir opened the memorial service, which he held at Brooklyn's Bar- Barclays Center. The group wore red hooded sweatshirts and huddled around the piano to sing a medley of songs, including Back to Life, Keep On Moving, and Amen. And this is the Kanye's performance. The MX homegrown celebration included tributes from several of the late rappers, 15 children, uh, Russell Simmons, Cassine Swiss Beach Dean, Governor Andrew Cuomo, and more. In a statement uh, given to the press after his death, the MX family honored him as, quote, a warrior who fought till the very end. 
Quote, he loved his family with all of his heart, and we cherish the times we spent with him. Earl's music inspired countless fans across the world, and his iconic legacy will live on forever. Um, we appreciate all of the love and support during this incredible, incredibly difficult time. That's what we want to hear. That type of yep. stuff. Good things like that. Good shout out yeah. to Kanye on that one and, and, and raising that money to give to uh DMX's family. That's good news and we don't say we don't uh say a lot in news in general. Good news stuff like that, raising money out of the kindness of his heart to give to his to give to his kid. And uh that's legit that now that's legit more so than the Jay Z and Beyonce one. This is a legit thing. And uh, he went out of his way to do that, and that's cool, man. That's a good thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I definitely applaud him for that. You know, I, when I heard that mm-hmm. story, I was like, you know what? More entertainers should probably do that same same thing. They don't have to do it. Yeah. But it would yeah. be nice, you know, if they they support yeah. it as well. I mean, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 glad. I'm I'm happy to hear things like that. You know. Um, you know, Kanye, you know, he go through his little antics, you know, out there, but he do have a heart. <laughs> he has a heart. And and what he yeah. did, he didn't have to do it, but he did. And he raised, uh, what, it was a million dollars? One million for, for DMX's 15 kids. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. And, and, That's good. Yeah, it is. He definitely gets um, yeah. points for, for that. Exactly. Uh, what else do you want to get into, though? Um, I don't know if you heard this, but this is first I'm hearing about it as well. But um, uh, uh, allegedly, um, Whoopi Goldberg um, is looking to keep the power of black girls' magic alive. Um, She's writing about an older black woman who happens to be a superhero in her new movie. According to Goldberg, um, yeah, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Heard about that? She yeah, said in an interview that, yeah, that the cool. main character had acquired superpowers. Um, in quote, since I was a little kid, I've been obsessed with superheroes. Um, they're all saving the earth and all the time, but do you know who's really going to save earth? Old black women. <laughs> At the moment, it is unclear if Whoopi Goldberg will be playing the, the superhero. Probably will um, character, but if so. What you want to see the movie? <laughs> Think about it. I mean, I don't know. You know, if I would want to go and see that. You know, yeah, we got to support each other. Um, you know, black filmmakers out there, we have to support them. But a superhero, older black women. Hmm. That would be kind of interesting. But would you run to the movies to see that? Um. Well, now nah, I'll watch it streaming. I ain't going to no theaters for a minute, you know, until we clear this shit up. So, no, I ain't going to the theaters. If you stream it, and it, <laughs> like HBO Max was kind of it's for free and other stuff, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll look at it just to see where it goes. Not everyone is equipped to be a superhero. I mean, playing the part. Um, I am I'm kind of curious. I do want to take a sneak peek. Would I pay for it? Hell no. You know, like I said, it has to be on the streaming service for me to kind of at least give it some type of attention and get an idea of, you know, uh, what the movie is all about. Um, yeah, I would, I'll eventually watch it if it comes on the streaming service just to see it. And, you know, give it a benefit of a doubt. You never know. So we'll see. Right. 
Um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I ain't gonna crap on it all the way. Uh, I'll give it a chance and like, all right, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm sure there'll be some humor to it. You know, it's Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, of course. So it'll probably be some humor to it. Of course. Whoopi Goldberg. Go ahead. Older black women um, as a superhero. Uh, Yeah, it got to be comedy into it. It has to be. Oh, of course. I don't see being serious all the way. No. And Whoopi Goldberg, um, it's, it's the first love, it's comedy. And I just you cannot have the old black word. You, you cannot. You gotta have comedy in that. Look, look, look at the premise of it. You have to have comedy right. in that. So um, I think like whether she played it or not, I think it, it it's interesting. Um, and we'll see if it goes goes along. And the interesting premise. Now you and I did say people need to come up with original ideas. Here's your original idea right here. Yeah, so, it's original. Cannot. <laughs> it's original. She she's not remaking it. So like I said, I'll peep it if it comes with a streaming service, when I go out my way to pay for it, I doubt it. <coughs> Zoe, favorite lyricist of all time, Takashi, concert cut short, uh, 69 jumped in crowd and, and fans grabbed necklace. Takashi yeah. 69 performed before a live audience for the first time since the release from prison, but it was abruptly cut short. Takashi headlined a concert last Friday um, at Tier Nightclub in Orlando and as he performed, Boomba, he jumped into the crowd from the from the VIP balcony. The crowd was loving crowd it, but according to a fan who was there, Takashi got pissed when someone knocked his hat off and others started messing with the chains around his neck. He told everyone to chill out, but according to the according to the fans, one of his chains fell off fell to the ground and his security oh, scooped gosh. it up. The um the show abruptly ended. Takashi's lawyer, Lance Lazaro said Takashi has uh, was happy that this, that with the show, and Six Nine did not lose any of his prized jewelry. What's remarkable uh, that Takashi felt emboldened um, um, to hurl himself into the crowd, given the trial where he turned on several gang members and got a plea deal was that cooperation. Uh, Lazaro uh, mm-hmm. said Six Nine isn't worried about a thing, and if anything were were to happen, he's confident security will handle it. I yeah, right. right. Because one of the fans mentioned Takashi kept repeating, "I'm untouchable." Yeah, okay. Wow. <laughs> he he wow. keep believing that. He keep believing. Wow. He, he continues to believe that. I mean, you know, he's he's a fool. He's a fool. I mean, I you know, I've read that story, and I was actually going to uh, you know report that story last week, but we ran out of time. But mm-hmm. he's an idiot. How you get up? First off, how do you get upset when somebody knock your hat off and you lose you you know you lose your chain in the crowd when you do yourself in the crowd? Mm-hmm. How do you get upset? First, he's stupid. Yeah. He don't know who's in yeah. that crowd. It could be goons in that crowd waiting for him. Now you throw yourself in that yeah. crowd and somebody comes up and do what they do to you. Then what? What are your security mm-hmm. gonna do then? The security can't mm-hmm. do nothing if you're throwing yourself in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He's the fool, and mm-hmm. then to say that he's untouchable, you know what? Let him keep believing that. Let mm-hmm. him. Everybody can get touched. Everybody mm-hmm. can get touched. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't understand mm-hmm. that, but he will find out. And you know, I'm not wishing nothing bad on him. You know, especially not death on him. But he continues mm-hmm. to go on out there and do these crazy antics and calling out, saying that his security will protect him. You know what? They they can get your security too. 
if they want to come at you, they're going to get you. He needs to stop and lay low and just make his music and 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 um and live his life. But he's I don't know, his his time may be numbered soon if he continued doing this. He gotta stop. Stop saying you're um, untouchable. He loves controversy. He loves Mm -hmm. attention. Um yeah, because comments like I'm untouchable can come back and bite you in your untouchable ass. Yep. Okay. Everybody can get touched. You you gotta um Every motherfucker can get touched. Red man lines. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's possible that we said that. Um, yeah, you are pretty much rubbing your ass in the face of those who you turned on, and their and their family and friends are still out there in the whole nine, and you just flaunting it. Instead of laying low, keeping your mouth shut, performing, and keeping it cool, you're exposing yourself more and more, and you're just. Like you're you're begging someone like to cry for help like come get me type thing, and and it's and it's interesting um, that he's doing that. It's like, dude, we get it. All right, you got out. Just perform. Keep your mouth shut. Keep it cool. Keep it clean. Keep it classy. Just perform your wax shit and keep it moving. Um, mm-hmm. But he's putting himself out there. He's putting himself in danger more and more. And he's literally mm-hmm. kind of he's constantly spitting in the wind he's and things are not gonna come back on him. And he's yeah, and he's bragging and the whole nine. It's like, all right, dude, chill, fall back, perform, stop jumping in the crowd, stop doing all this crazy bullshit that's not necessary. Um, just perform and keep it moving. Stop screaming them untouchable. Where you, where there's a lot of cats that are pissed off at you. You know what yeah. I mean? So I just shake my head at him like, you're a fool, you're a stone cold fool. And then they're like, you're a fool, man. It just like you just don't know when to shut up. I know controversy create cash, as we say all the time here, but this type of controversy he's creating is is a dangerous one. (laughs) It's extremely dangerous. I mean, he's – I don't know what this dude is is, is thinking. I mean, I'm sure his his, uh, security team is probably ready to quit on him because he not only he's he's putting himself in danger, but he's putting them in danger Mm. Mm -hmm. because they got to run in the crowd and grab him. Yeah, yeah. Try to you know, gunshots start firing, you know, and, and people start slinging knives. They throw themselves out there, and, and I mean, granted, he got armed security and whole now, but nobody want to get killed. No innocent bystander. There's no security. No one should be who going to a concert should be worried about getting getting knifed or killed because you out there screaming, "I'm untouchable!" Nah, man. You know, nah, if this nah. place where he's at have metal detectors, do he know? And and I've watch videos of this, you know, when I was in the academy. I watch videos of this. There's there's knives out there that is made of hard compressed plastic that can kill you just as well as a metal knife. Mm-hmm. That's gonna get through a metal detector. Metal detector yeah. is not gonna go off on that. So they're yeah. in the crowd and he's throwing himself in the crowd, that's an easy stab. Right. <laughs> he know he need he needs to look at these videos. <laughs> he's a fool. <laughs> he need, yeah, he's just, he's just a fool. No video ain't gonna help him. He's just a fool. He's just a fool. But we're not fools because we're gonna take a music break when we come back. Nice little segue, Kyle. Thank you. So when we come back, <laughs> got some more stuff to get into. 
I feel like listening to some DMX is who's talking about him. So I'm going to play some DMX. We'll be right back. NYPA Entertainment Radio. Yeah. I'm right here, dog. Where my dog's at? We right here, dog. Where my dog's at? Right here, so much I go to to show you shit is real uh, And I ain't really never gave a fuck how niggas spin Stop and I sniff uh, Cause I want to, cause I have to And don't make me show you what the max Don't know by now that you slip I'm on some bullshit that's got me jacking niggas flipping uh, Let my man in there stay pretty I'ma stay shitty Pretty, it's all for the money Is you with me? Get the bitches, now I can make the crime uh-huh. When it's on, we transform like Optimus Prime Out on the head, roll out, let's make it happen we ain't gon' get it with this, we'll take it out. Bustin' off, dustin' off, it's softest niggas. Money with the biggest mouth, so let's talk the nigga. Come on, Dark, nigga, he never made a sound. Breathe too fuckin' hard and he didn't get bust down. Yeah, yeah, niggas wanna be killers. Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas wanna kill us. Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas want the ring. Get at me, dog. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, niggas wanna be killers. Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas wanna kill us. Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas want the ring. Get at me, dog. Uh, yeah. Now it is. Looking too good for certain niggas. Some hurting niggas. What you doing? Robbing niggas. Turkey niggas. Sickin' niggas. Cause they deserve it. But money got murdered. They know he died slow cause they hurt. Yeah. The nigga ain't blew up the spot in a while. And the motherfucker ain't got shot in a while. You know? It takes the light up to fuck the night up. Blow everything in sight up. Fuck around and I had no ass right up. And the mixin' some shit he wasn't able to stand. Like I said, that I'm disabled a man with a wave of the hand. The days are longer and it's like I'm facing time I've got a lot of dreams But I'm not really facing mine I soak it all up Like you're sitting high Nowadays getting by That's more than occasional meal And getting high I live to die That's where I'm headed Let your man hold something Now it's all about You can get it Y'all niggas wanna be killers Get at me dog Y'all niggas wanna kill us Get at me dog Y'all niggas want the break Get at me dog What? Uh, yeah. 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 One in the back Let your faggot ass face down Lucky that you breathing But you dead from the waist down What fuck is on your mind? Uh, talking that shit that you be talking, and I bet you wish you never got hit, cause you be walking, but shit happens in buckets, you done did your dirt, niggas just wondering, how the fuck you hit your skirt, right under their eyes, that's a surprise, to the guy, it's one of they men, with the bitch in the sky, uh, fuck them with cats and all the more hits, and slaughter more kids, let me holler at you, yo, that's all the more shit, you know what I mean, I'm just robbing to eat, and there's at least a thousand of us like me, mobbing the street, when we starve and we eat, whatever's there, come on, you know the cold in the street, whatever's fair, blood stains and talk, cause your man couldn't walk after the Talk about him not being on the 11, 33 in New York Transforming that thing so get it quick And yo, for real, that nigga case can suck my dick Let's go take all these niggas in the rap game to barely move me Cause when I blow shit up, I have niggas falling like white bitches in a scary movie Ah, you know I don't know how to act Get too close to niggas, it's like Protected by Viper, stand back I thought you niggas was killers, demented Fuck you and me, bitches, cowards Finish them, and send it What these bitches want from a nigga? What these bitches want from a nigga? What these bitches want from a nigga? I meet bitches, the street bitches, street bitches, slash, cocoa puff, sweet bitches, make you wanna eat bitches, but not me. 
Y'all niggas eat off the plate all you want, but not D. Uh, I fuck with these hoes from a distance. The instant they start to catch feelings, I start to steal in their shit. Then I'm out just like a thief in the night. I sink my teeth in the bite. You think of life, I'm thinking more like, what's up tonight? Come on, ma, you know I got a wife. And even though that pussy pet, I'm not gonna jeopardize my life. Right? So what is it you want from a nigga? What? I gave you, you gave me. Bitch, I blazed you, you blazed me. Nothing more, nothing less. But you at my door, willing to confess that it's the best you ever had. Better than all the rest, I'm like, all right, girlfriend, hold up. I gave you what you gave me, boo. Enough. What you hearing? It's what you hearing. 
what you hearing? Listen, it's what you hearing? Listen, it's what you hearing? Listen, extra give it to you. Fuck way for you to get it on your own. Extra deliver to you. Knock knock, open up the door and spill. The not stop, pop out the stainless steel. No hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the motherfucker wonder if you did it. Damn right, can I do it again? Cause yeah, I am like so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many caps I break bread with, I break with you sending me. Yeah. You motherfuckers never wanna know uh, what your life made. Bitch, and that's what I might say. I'm getting oh. down, down. Make a nigga flip free. Uh. So won't be the one ending up on the D, bitch, please. Uh. But the only thing you can't do is came out the place. Stay out my way, motherfucker. We gonna rock, we be gonna fall. We be let it pop, don't let it go. The problems, the things we use to solve them. Y'all 
Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio. Zoe, what else you want to get into? Um, I came across something that is so stupid, and um, you're going to shake your head on this one here. Travis Scott touched down in Miami in a brand spanking new private jet, and it's ridiculously big. Uh, Travis mm-hmm. came back from NASA Bahamas, where he was celebrating his 29th birthday on a yacht. He goes big by sea and by air. He apparently got the jet last Christmas, but just looking at it now, uh, well, well, it's so big it looks like it's a flying commercial. Travis got some goodies for his birthday, including a humongous Hermes bag. I believe I'm saying that right. Um, you can't say he doesn't travel in style. Now it's uh, not like it's a competition, but it looks like Travis' uh, jet might be bigger than Kylie Jenner's. And mm. that's saying something. He's reportedly plunked um, down. Um, she reportedly plunked down seventy-two point eight million for her flying machine. Travis and Kylie are both killing it these days, and so it's like one has to outdo the other. Um, but let's face it: in the world of private jets, there are bragging rights for one to say to the other, "Mine's bigger than yours." Uh, why is it a bragging right between these two? Why is it a competition, first off, between these two? You know, and 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 why are you going out there spending so much money on the jet? You know, to to maintain that and to to have it, you know, um, for for storage, to have it stored. That's, right. that's a lot of money itself. To upkeep that as right. a lot of money. The fuel, I'm sure, is a lot of money. You know, if he's trying to keep mm-hmm. up with the Jenners, um, he needs to stop that right now because, <laughs> you know, these people came into money. You know, these people, she was born into money already. Mm-hmm. She was already born mm-hmm. into money. He came into some money. He needs to put his money in good use, not, you know, no lavish stuff like that. I mean, you know, what happens when his music career and no, all? I hope that he... um you know, um, invest wisely with his money because doing things like this, I think is foolish. I think it's very mm-hmm. foolish. You know, the you, I, I'm, I looked at the picture of the chair. The thing is huge. It's like, why? What is the purpose? What is the purpose? You say you got your jet because she got one. Now you have to have one. Right. And, and right. to get it right. bigger right. than hers. I mean, come on, that's that's ridiculous. Right. right. Ah, oh, boy. You know, yeah, celebrities... Uh, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> celebrities and their money makes me laugh uh, because it's one of those things where you cannot just be humbled. You always got to be braggadocious. You got to look what I got at my ass. And, you know, it's just like, all right, you have that for what? A big ass yet for what? Like, 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 what's the, like you know, what's the competition for? Stop being stupid with your money. You're not – see, this is how – let's see. Will Smith went broke the first time around because he thought he could hang with the big boys of Tyson and Murphy back yep. in the day. Um, a lot of uh, – you know, and, and on top of that, listen, quiet as kept, the IRS is watching you. So when you make large purchases like this, they're checking to see when it's tax season next year that this is, down, is put down. So mm-hmm. this large spending, you got to be careful about celebrities. Especially young celebrities. 
because the IRS are are monitoring your large expenses and they want to see if you're going to file that the following year. And if you don't, you better talk to Wesley Snipes and others and they tell you joke, uh, the IRS ain't no joke and you will be spending time in jail. Um, there's no need for that. Get a nice simple jet. You know, keep it keep it simple. Um, stop spending this like the money. Listen, the money can go as a, in the blink of an eye. And I yep. hope he's being wise enough to have that to the side, just in case your career fills up and no one wants you. You have that cash. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's a stupid purchase. But that's a, that's a young bull who just he don't know nothing. He just trying to keep up with the Kardashians, literally. I think he's doing something. Yeah, look at me. I got this. Um, at, at, at the end of the day, if he don't get his shit together, he will be selling that off because the IRS may be coming for him. So there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, so, so dig that. That's what I'm just saying. So, And ain't no haterade over here either, people. We're just letting you know what the situation is, like stupid purchases. It's just stupid. It's stupid, man. It's stupid. All right. Moving on, I came across something that's, that's interesting, and I wanted to read it here. Um, wait for it to pull up. So, Candy Burris of um, Escape revealed Boys to Men um, revealed Boys to Men as the worst group she's worked with. Doing an Instagram live with the OJ singer Eddie Levert and his daughter Ryan Levert, Candy Burris disclosed that Boys to Men was uh, the was utmost amongst amongst her worst collaborators. In the studio, the escape member discussed the many hats she wore while in the entertainment industry and listed the artists who were the easiest to work with during the span of her career. Um, I've had a lot of great people that were easy to work with, she had the 44-year-old. Once we got into the flow, Destiny Child was easy to work with. Uh, it was just the initial getting to know each other phase. Once we got cool with each other, that was amazing. TLC, I mean, I had a great relationship uh, relationship. Even after No Scrubs, I worked with them again on the next album. So they are a lot, they are like one of my favorite artists to work with. Now, then she goes to Levert and asks, asks the reality, uh, Real Housewives of Reality Star, who was the difficult artist, um, most difficult artist. She's like, I hate to do it. I hate to do it. Ain't no love lost. I mean, this is 100 years ago, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, I had a bad experience in the studio with Boys to Men. While explaining what made the experience bad, Burroughs made it clear that their talent wasn't the issue, but rather their attitudes. It wasn't about the stinking at all. We fell out after that. Mm-hmm. She laughed. It was an issue. I don't think I ever, I ever been disrespected like that before in the studio in my life. It was crazy, really. But at the end of the day, um, that was a long time ago. Clearly, you have, you know, we've moved past that or whatever. The Grammy winning artist uh, then mentioned that the encounter was weird because she had a friendship with a few of the members prior to working with them. Quote, it was like kind of weird for me. We were prior friends. Well, some of us were cool. I, I knew a few of them. A few of them. There's only four. It's not like a whole, like, like ten of them. A few of them. It's like four guys in the group. <laughs> she goes, a few of them. No, a few of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them. It's like not ten. A, a few is like, anyway, a few is four. And that's the whole group. Anyway. Sorry, everybody. I just had to point that out. Well, we had hung out different time, different times prior to being in the studio working together. So it was kind of unexpected to me that working together would have, uh, would have, would have that result. It wasn't a good situation. 
In 2000, the Georgia native wrote Good Good Guy for Boys to Men, fifth album, Nathan Michael Sean Wanye. The album is certified gold by the RIAA and peaked to the third spot on the U.S. top R&B slash hip-hop albums on Billboard. Um, I guess it's it's funny because the story kind of weird because she didn't get it into it, weird. but she got a few of them. So she's like, yeah, a few of them. And I'm like, like I said, it's not like I'm a trying band. to get it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you didn't go, you didn't say what happened, and he's like, like a few of them, right? And I'm, and I, I was like, so I was reading that, I was like, a few of them. So what the hell happened? Now I can, now at the end of the day, I can see the ego thing. I can see yeah. probably might have been a, like a, a chauvinistic type thing where she's taking, like she, she's in control, and she's telling them like. You need to be more like this and be more like this, and they're probably like, I need no girl from whatever. I can see that. I could possibly see that. You know, what I mean, they all, you know, around. And I think she's like younger than them. She's around my age, so they're a little older, and she's coming in and she's like probably giving them direction that they felt they didn't need. And it right. probably, and she said it was more of an ego thing, or I, I can see that. And I, that you know, she pretty much. You know, that's it, my opinion it, of it. Because if she's going to tell a story, then tell it what happened. You know, don't leave it, you know, where we got to figure out what happened. I mean, yeah, we're making assumptions that it could have been ego, and it probably was that. But if she's going to, mm-hmm. you know, if, if she's going to um, put it out there, then tell yeah. what happened. Right. Right. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. True that. Tell what happened. Uh, what else? So what else you got? Um, Chris Clanton, known for his recurring role on HBO, I kind of hit the wire, which I remember seeing him on there, was shot in Baltimore, um, TMZ has mm-hmm. learned. A spokesperson for the Baltimore Police Department tells TMZ cops are investigating a shooting that occurred Thursday around 7 p.m., and a 35-year-old man suffered a gunshot wound to the ear. Um, we're mm. told medics are responding and took the victim to a hospital for treatment. It's unclear what led to the shooting or if Chris uh, was even the target. But the good news, uh, we know he's already been discharged from the hospital, which is good news. Uh, The shooting remains under investigation. The cops urge anyone with information to call Northeast District Shooting Detectives or Baltimore Metro Crime Stopper tip line. While Chris is known for his recurring role on The Wire, he played uh, Savino Bratton in Season 1 and 5, um, he also had big screen roles. He played the lead in the 2009 independent film Torn and appeared in the horror flick The Human Centipede 3. Never heard of those. The Human Centipede 3 uh, was independent, it says. Um, but, yeah, I remember seeing him on, um, you know, in The Wire. Um, but, you know, it's, it's bad news that he got shot but it's good news that he survived it and he was released and went home. So, you know, hopefully, you know, he wasn't the intended target and hopefully that, you know, they don't, you know, if he was, you know, what I'm trying to say that they don't come back for him if he was the uh, intended target. So hopefully he's not, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that he was just passing by and got hit with a stray or something. So um, I don't know if you remember seeing him. Oh, I know who Savino is. I'm yeah. watching every episode, so I didn't know the actor's name. He said Savino. I was like, oh, Savino. I was like, okay. Um, but, yeah, it, it's good, man, at the end of the day, that, 
he's alive. It could have been a lot worse, and we don't need another person, let alone another brother, you know, shot and killed uh, right. over overall nonsense. You know what I mean? Um, we want to lighten the mood a little bit more. So there's one root, there's one reboot they'll be happy about that's not going to happen. Why Tisha Campbell and Tashina Arnold now say a Martin reboot won't happen. Fans of reboots yeah. and revivals will be disappointed to know, with the exception of Zoe, that a Martin reboot is officially off the table, uh, at least in the way that many fans had hoped to see. For years, there have been yeah. buzz about rebooting the Martin Lawrence-led 90s sitcom. The series ran for a total of five seasons from August 27, 92 uh, to May 1st. 97. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. How many years ago it was? Um, Martin was set in Detroit, and it focused on the fictional radio station uh, radio station talk show host's relationship with uh, his girlfriend, Gina Campbell, his friends Tommy, the late, great Thomas uh, Mikhail Ford, Cole, Carl Anthony, Payne, played by Carl Anthony Payne, along with Gina's best friend, and Marty's nemesis, Pam, Tanisha Arnold. A few years ago, after settling some decades-old beef, Lawrence took a photo of Campbell and teased that a Martin reboot could be on the horizon. Now it appears that now it appears that that's never going to happen, especially since the original cast is no longer intact. Quote, yeah, it's something Tom. that we wanted. It's something that we wanted to happen. Uh, Arnold said during an appearance uh, on the Tamron Harrod Hall show. It's something that we tried very hard for it to happen, but the way it, look, it looks to me, realistically, it's not going to happen. Uh, nonetheless, it's an animation. Ford passed away in 52 and tw- at age of 52 in, in 2016, and trying mm-hmm. to revive Martin without him doesn't sit well with anyone. The show is never going to be the same. It's, it's never, and some things are best left alone. But everybody has Chris actors explain within life, there are ways new beginning. There are always new beginnings, and there are always change. There are always new plateaus. So we'll see what's happening. Still, it might be interesting to examine Campbell's idea of an animated series. It might be a way for fans of the series to hold on to, uh, hold on to the legacy of the beloved sitcom while paying homage okay. to the original show. I could see an animation of that, uh, but a reboot I, of it, I can't, I can't I really can't. see. You, you can't, can't see it? I don't know. No, no, no anime. Don't do shit. Don't do an animation. Mm-hmm. Don't do nothing. Even if Tommy was here, reboots, I'm not big on reboots. Just let classics be classics. You can never get back what that was. And what that was, it wasn't the talent, it was the era, it was the time that it was. It in. was a time for it the was, actual show, right. But you don't see an animation? And, no, I don't see no, you know, like goofy animation sound and uh, over, <laughs> no, that's, no, no. You know what's messed up? I'm glad you said that. Yesterday, I'm flipping through the channels and there's nothing we can do about it because he passed on when, they, when mm. the movie Bay Bay Kid. They had to make an oh, animation right. because Robin Harris passed on. And I was right. that was god-awful movie because he wasn't around to do it. If he was around to do it, it was supposed to be an actual live-action film. But he, he passed on before it happened, and he, he did animation, which was god-awful, voiced by Faison Love. It was a horrible movie, folks. I don't care. If you're, it was funny. No, it wasn't. It was horrible. Robin Harris, if he was still around, did a live-action movie, and it followed his vision to the T, I think it would have been funny. Um, re- uh, animation is not going to work because they're not going to be the voices of the actors. They're not going to do their own voices. Let's get that straight. It's not going to be them, especially with, with Tommy being gone. It's still not going to be the same. It was the time that it happened. 
the nineties, man, like that era, that, <laughs> yeah, part, the that 90s, Thursday night right. lineup. That Thursday night lineup of Martin Living Singles, New York Undercover, it was just fit that era. The music, everything fit perfectly. To switch that to now and not having a complete cast, whether it's live action or not, it it just doesn't do it. So certain things you need just need to be left alone. Um well, you know what? I, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you miss it, it's on it's in syndication. Go back and watch it. And then watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're not gonna as pure as not form. gonna reboot it. You know, because uh, one, you know, they're all older now. It is not the same. It's not going to be the same. And, and, you know, without, you know, the character of Tommy in it, it's definitely not going to be the same. Um, You know, who wants to see, you know, what we remember back in the 90s of the younger version of all of them, you know, portraying, you know, what they did best on on the, the show, The Martin. Now, to see them, you know, so many years later, minus Tommy, it, it's just not going to it's not gonna work to see a reboot of that. And I'm glad that they just canceled that and, and that's out of the window, you know. I'm not a fan of reboot. You know, Kyle is not a fan of reboot. And I'm sure many other people out there is not a fan of uh, reboot. And, you know, I understand that, you know, they're looking to make some more money. I understand that minus Martin because he's he's making his money, <laughs> you know. The dude is you know rich. What? I'm not, you know what? I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to agree on that because Sheena Arnold's on another hit show, uh, with such an entertainer. She's been around. Tisha Campbell's doing her thing. Now I don't know about Anthony Payne. I haven't seen him in anything. I, I haven't her seen in him there, in anything, right? I've far few. I would see him pop up in smaller roles on certain movies like TV movies or miniseries or something like that. But Tisha Campbell, she she's I see her a lot, and Tisha Arnold is on the on the show Neighbors with a certain <laughs> entertainer. So I, I think it's just a nostalgia thing that we as fans or the people think we want. And sometimes that nostalgia is what it is. It's nostalgia. We can't bring that era back. We can't bring that no. back. It's what no. it's what it is. And I, and I'm that's, I'm that's... a little disappointed at you. I'm a little disappointed at you that you said that was the animated series. No, no. I mean, you know that that no, wouldn't that wouldn't be horrible. for us. That wouldn't be for us to see. That would be for the kids. You know, the little animation no. thing that they can watch. No, we remember oh, the no. old version of. We remember the old version of. You know, Martin when it came out in the nineties. That's something that we're gonna remember. We're gonna keep within us. You know, for the little kids that's growing up. You know, maybe the animation for them that'll be fine. No. No, let, let them let them watch the reruns when they're a little older. Cause they're a little, you know. No, 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 and no, please, no. Are you tripping on something? <laughs> that would be god awful either way. Leave animation. Don't do that. Leave leave the classic a classic. Let's not dabble in no animation. Um, let's support these guys whatever they do in their career in general. And like I said, you can find Martin in reruns anywhere and everywhere right now. And just live through, you know, you know, your nostalgia that way. That's the best way we want to do it. Anything else? Like yeah. Say, sometimes it's not, it's not, it's not the cast. It's the era also. Now, so it's not now, about being it... young or old. It's just the era. What? Hold on. We don't go dead time to be live on the air. But yeah, it's about yeah, just the, wouldn't... the era itself. Wouldn't it be horrible? You know, like we we always talk about we don't like reboots and all that stuff. Wouldn't it be horrible if if somebody was to come up with the concept and say, "Hey, let's reboot Good Times," 
<laughs> you know, old Jimmy we, Walker, <laughs> John Hamish, brother. Bro, this remember, wait, 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 wait. Remember back. Remember back. I, I on the show. They're supposed to be doing an animated version of Good Times, <laughs> and this was like sometime this year, late last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a horrible idea. It's just a horror. It just doesn't fit. Now, if you want to do what he did, Dino Mind. <laughs> if you want to do what they did recently, when they kind of did a live version of like like uh, Jefferson stuff like that as a nostalgia nostalgia thing, then that's fine. Like with other actors playing the part, that's fine. That's fun. Whatever. They're not trying to bring it back full time. That's cool. That's the, that's the most extent I will go. But like I said, reboots are usually don't no good. And like I said, Dave General Animation. Um, that's just you know let that shit go. There's, you know what I mean? So there's let's, only let's a certain reboot. That actually were good, like in movies, like Scarface. Scarface, that reboot was was actually to me was better than the original. Mm-hmm. You know, the original was using was with Italians, ma- uh, mafia. Then mm-hmm. Al Pacino came out with um, the Cuban mafia, you know, um, which was just as great, if not to me, better than the original. The original came out years um, earlier. Then the Scarface that um, uh, Al Pacino uh, was in. Now the Scarface afterwards that Diddy was in, that was horrible. That was horrible. They should have left that alone. That 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 wasn't that wasn't that wasn't Scarface. That was Carlito. That was Carlito's uh, way. Rise to power. Oh, that was Carlito's way. Okay, yeah, Carlito. Carlito. Yeah. It was a sequel. It was a sequel to Carlito's way. Supposed to be a which uh, was prequel. horrible. Um, yeah, yeah. Because well, again, you don't have the same elements. You'll have the same. No, it was just, it was done. It was done wrong. It was just, it was just done wrong. It didn't line up. Yeah. Like that whole thing. It was a hot mess. Have um, you ever seen the original you know, Scarface? Yeah, I've seen both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, which yeah. one out of them? I mean, they both were great. Don't get me wrong, but my opinion, the one um, Al Pacino was was better. Give me your take. Which one was better? Uh, uh, I'm not. No, I'm gonna go with the original one because it was original for its time. It it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it I think it was. Uh, I can't think of the director's name. Anyway, for that time, it was made in the 30s or 40s. It was right. the mo- one of the most violent movies at at that time, and it right. was different. And it was. And I, I always I go with the original. I go with the original because it, it 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 was it was for that. Scarface wouldn't be a hit. Now, Scarface it wasn't a hit two years later. It wasn't a hit in the box office. It didn't become a cult favorite until it was playing on TV a little bit more and cable and hip hop got and then it expanded. When it first came out, that shit bombed at the theaters. That shit was of gone. Course. It was bombed. It was of course. Horrible. During that era, because yeah, it no, bombed. No one no one no one no one understood it. No one no one got it. It didn't get it, but it became one of Pacino's best films. <laughs> After the like after the fact, it became his mm-hmm. best film after the fact. Uh, but at the time, in, in the eighties, when it came out, no one no one was like, "What the hell is this?" They were like, you know. Um, now there was rumors in the window a couple of years ago. Um, there was mm-hmm. about doing a, a, a reboot, a sort a third version of of Scarface. I forgot Leave who they were going to get. I can't remember. I forgot who they were going to get. I can't remember. Uh, but it was going to do that. So, again, two classic films. Be left, leave it alone. Certain things should be just not redone mm-hmm. um, and just right. start being original. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, you have two classic yeah. Scarface: the original and the one Al Pacino was in. Leave it alone. Don't make any more. 
pretty much, yeah, let that go. Just, just let it go. Just start trying to reboot stuff. So, and, and like I said, reboot is just, it's a waste of time. Besides being original and it's bring back some, you know, some something that is just really real, organic, real, you know. Uh, you know, I want to see this part before we go to music, a final music break. Uh, Kodak Black pleads guilty to South Carolina assault, gets 18 months probation. Rapper Kodak Black pleaded guilty Wednesday to assaulting a teenage girl in a South Carolina hotel in, 2013, in 2016. Black, Gosh. 23, was originally charged with sexual assault, but pleaded guilty to a nine-sex offense, first-degree assault battery in Florence, South Carolina. Um, the quote the tunnel vision the excuse me, the tunnel vision rapper whose legal name is Bill Capri uh, was given a ten year suspended sentence and eighteen months probation as part of the deal. If he doesn't uh, deal, if he doesn't violate his probation, he, he won't uh, he won't serve a single day in prison in the in the case. Black uh, was eighteen when he was charged with sexual uh, with the sexually assaulting a high school student in February 2016 at the concert in Florence, but sixty miles northwest of Myrtle. About 60 miles, 60 miles northwest of Myrtle Beach, as the case dragged, Black did not speak publicly about it, even walking off Hot 97 interview in 2018 when the host mentioned it. In late 2019, the rapper was sentenced to nearly four years in prison for an unrelated federal gun charge. His sentence was commuted by former President Trump yeah. on Trump's last day in office, January mm-hmm. 19th of this of this year. Black apologized uh, to the assault victim in court Wednesday. Um, he he must he must also go through counseling as part of his plea deal. Uh, Baltimore Ravens quarterback and fellow Pompano Beach, Florida native Lamar Jackson planned to testify on Black's behalf, but left prior to the hearing. The Myrtle uh, it was reported by the Myrtle Beach Post and Courier. Uh, what do you think about that, real quick? You know, Kodak Black is a fool. He just don't mm-hmm. get it. You know, he he. Mm-hmm. He's been released early from prison from, you know, Trump. Trump mm-hmm. gave him uh, uh, <clears throat> Trump gave him um, another chance. Mm-hmm. He should go out there and make his music. What is he going out there to continue to um, break the law? He's a fool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe Trump did the wrong thing. Maybe he should have stayed behind there and served out the rest of his time. He don't get it. These, these. Uh, maybe he thinks he's untouchable, like like Takashi. <laughs> maybe, maybe these young guys, man, a, they don't get it. They, I don't understand it. You know, yeah, um, these young cats, man. They they don't learn. They don't learn. If I was behind bars like that, and and the president gave me a pass, uh, a get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. And I'm out. Mm-hmm. You think I'm gonna want to go back in there? Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna. You know, I'm. I have a career. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go and continue and enhance that career, broaden it a little more, put out some more music, invest into other mm-hmm. things. You know, I'm gonna do that. I'm not gonna go out mm-hmm. there and commit more crime so I can go back in there. I mean, mm-hmm. this time he's not going back in there. But what happens next time? He's mm-hmm. a fool. He's a fool. The same guy who said yeah. that he would never date a black woman or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that there. I'm right back. We'll be right back. That's his music message break. That's his music break. I'm caught on that. I'm gonna get my words right. 
I'm not. I'm not gonna feel that. Way. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm not gonna go. In. I ain't got time to be some whack ass Kodak Black. These young cats just don't know. They just don't get it. They won't get it. They don't know how to get it until it's too late, and then they want it. And I'm gonna leave it at that. NYP and Timmy Radio. I'm right back.